0: Here we go. 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 This is it.
1: This is Top Flight. I'm Shane. I'm Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow.
0: I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what?
1: Oh, you know what? I was going to use my new nickname that I'd developed.
0: I've forgotten what it is. Hot Body. Hot Body, yeah. I might be hot
1: body dawson. It's but then enough. I was thinking about it and I thought it's a little bit too close to hot shot.
0: Yeah so, But remember I've dropped hop, hot hotshots. You ought so. to drop
1: hotshot, didn't you? Because someone else claimed
0: it. Someone someone's got it already. So yeah, I didn't want to get it? they sent me a cease and desist letter. They did. <laughs> yeah. a
1: cease and desist a cease and desist Facebook comment. A-
0: yeah, and that, that's that's fair enough because you know I I'm well known for having taken for, for having had a cavalier attitude towards the law and yeah. Taking chances over the years, yeah. but with nicknames, I I would never get involved in a messy nickname rights no. case because no, they're the worst. They you are, ask. they're brutal. We've seen them too many times before. We
1: have, yeah.
0: I mean, the he- DLT sued a man in Holland for using the hairy cornflake for hairy himself. Conflict.
1: He did, he and did,
0: and it went all the way to the fucking European Court in Strasbourg.
1: Oh, yeah, I was going to say the Hig, but one of mm. them, yeah. And once the lawyers get involved, that's it. You fucked because the lawyers just want to make their money, yeah. And sure. they'll just you pit you against each other, and uh, before and it you goes, know you have millions it, of pounds down.
0: It's that it's in their interest for it to just so go on is. and on and on, and they keep convincing you you're going to win. So they was probably telling this Dutch guy, "Don't worry, he hasn't got a leg to stand on. He's bluffing." We'll yeah. take it. He, he thinks we're going to drop out. If we keep calling his bluff, in the end, he will He will drop a bollock. And look, where is yeah. that Dutch guy now? Without a nickname and without, without a, home. a house. Yeah. And without a wife because she left him. Who did she leave him for? That's right, Dave Lee Travis. DLT. Because <laughs> yeah. their,
1: yeah. their argument was that the cornflake element was global <laughs> and it was uh, public domain. and it the, wasn't the, even the, Kellogg's. You know,
0: DLT. Claimed that the guy wasn't particular, wasn't hairy, and that he was hairy. He had a beard, yeah. but he wasn't sufficiently hairy for that to be like justified as a description of him. Do you yeah, know what I mean? That's right.
1: Yeah, and, and that, done, made, in
0: the end, that's what it rested on.
1: Oh, well, he had to strip off in court, didn't he? Yeah, to prove yeah. just how hairy he was.
0: Yeah, and he wasn't nearly as. And then DLT, even though no one asked him to, said he would strip off as well, so the judge could compare their bodies. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and apparently, DLT was substantially hairier than his yeah. Dutch rival. And
1: he also revealed that he had a patch of skin on his right inner thigh, which had a, a, the coarse texture of a, of corn a cornflake plane.
0: Yeah. Well, that's so the that interesting thing. Do we know where? I mean, I'm sure if we went back through this case, there's plenty of press cuttings on it and it'll probably be revealed. But I've never known, beyond the fact that he is unquestionably hairy, Dave Lee Travis.
1: Mm.
0: Um,. Where did the hairy cornflake thing come from? Where's the cornflake derived from?
1: It's from when he used to be the breakfast DJ on Radio 1.
0: Right. So he's well, it- I'm on the breakfast show. So what do you associate with breakfast yeah. cornflakes? Because this, this would have been late 70s, early 80s. It when would have been, yeah. yeah. Cornflakes was all anyone had for breakfast then, yeah. right? Well, oh. I
1: don't know. The hairy wheat picks, okay. the hairy toast. Yeah.
0: Know. The, the 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 Hairy Start, you know, that serial that was advertised by Steve Cram. That,
1: was, that, that came along, long, that came along <laughs> later. I think um, Steve Cram, who advertised oh. Start, actually trademarked the Hairless Start as his own nickname, <laughs> uh, but it, yeah. just never, it never took off.
0: Right, well, He was completely hairless, which apparently gave him a crucial extra few it seconds yeah. onto his records, Yeah, or fewer seconds. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so he's gone well. Cool. I, I need to think of a nickname. Well, I'm Hairy. Everyone mm-hmm. knows that. That's one of the hilar- many hilarious things about me as a man. Um, and like all, the, like I'm a corn. I could say cornflakes. That's what people associate with the morning. Hairy cornflakes, fucking great. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's actually very off-putting. Yeah, it is really off-putting.
1: I never took to him because you, you almost hear the bristling of his beard against the microphone of a morning. Mm. Now, you, you're being entertained as you're walking up, but at the same time, you know there's an incredibly hairy man delivering that entertainment, like Mr. Twit. you know, it's
0: not just you, it's like not Mr.
1: First thing in the morning, is it? Well,
0: I, I interviewed him for the Top of the Pops article, which I've talked about extensively before. Mm. Mainly I focus on my interviews with probably number one, Bates,
1: mm.
0: n- num- my abortive one with Bates, number two, um, probably Mike Reed, and number three, Mike Smithy smith who, the lit
1: Mike Smithy Smith. Who, who yeah. told
0: the amazing story about pinning Simon Bates to a wall because Simon Bates had tried to cause <laughs> beef between him and Sarah Green, right? But Dave Lee Travis kept me on the phone for longer than any of them, mate. He would Fucking not hell. stop. And he was just telling me zany anecdote after zany anecdote. I felt like I was in Crinkly Bottom, right? It was so <laughs> many zany anecdotes about all of the hijinks they got up to behind the scenes, yeah. His favourite ever, I said. What's your favourite ever moment presenting Top of the Pops? DLT, and he went, "That's easy." And you can actually <laughs> see this on YouTube because he rides onto the set on a monkey bike wearing a, I think, a <laughs> fireman's helmet. <laughs> it's a motorised monkey bike.
1: <laughs> that is the wackiest thing you can come up with, isn't it?
0: So wacky At that level. And I went, "That is amazing." He went, "You are bloody right." And I went, "He went, there is me." on the most what's pop television program in the Western world, oh, riding yeah. on to set on a monkey bike like a complete tonk. I remember that's what he said. <laughs> what? like A complete tonk. A tonk? Wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a term I was familiar with, but I remember it vividly, because I remember telling everyone in the office, you come off the phone, you can imagine. I'm like, fucking hell. They're like, who are you on the phone to all that time? I said, it's fucking DLT. Listen to all these things he said. So I'm telling them about the monkey bike, and I pushed so hard... For A cover line, you know, like when you're doing a magazine cover, you have the main cover lines, and then mm. you at the bottom you have and also, and it'll say something like and also best underwater watches, you know, sexy girl out of Corrie, um, the truth about Leeds United, and <laughs> DLT's monkey bike.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: I wanted DLT's monkey bike somewhere on the cover, I thought you're gonna buy yeah, a magazine, but maybe, of course. In many ways, in retrospect, what I realise about a lot of my career in magazines when I was younger is that what I was really trying to do at all times was create a magazine for me, you, and the few thousand people who listen to this podcast to well, yeah, I, but... I didn't even know you at the time, but yeah. I, I was trying to make a magazine to impress you, Andy. Even before I a... knew you, I was trying to impress you.
1: We all knew we were all out there. Let's oh. just take probably this podcast to link us all together.
0: Yeah, it's good, isn't
1: it? But, I mean, well, it could be asked to do a magazine now. Early,
0: day, early days of Loaded um, did it, didn't it? Yeah, it, it well, did.
1: Well, I mean, it, it really our, fucking our did.
0: Good, our good friend and your erstwhile co-host... Um, and, uh, and and it, and on the talk sport. Actually, I've presented a few times on the Sports... Bre- and, um, no, the warm-up with uh, James before. Yeah, But, you know, it's funny we came to work and know James later in life because, yeah. actually, Loaded in the first year or two, and kids, some of the younger listeners, if you associate Loaded magazine with the 90s nineties mag- and noughties magazine, um, sort of quite, in retrospect, sexist and mm-hmm. daft, if you associate it with that, yeah, there, there were sexy girls in it, that's true, but not nearly as many as you might imagine in comparison to the other magazines of the time, like FHM or Maxim or and Nuts and Zoo, which were basically soft porn. Yeah. If you're a younger listener and you like our podcast, see if you can go on eBay and get, like, the first 10 issues of Loaded magazine mm. from ni- 1994, 95 time, yeah. where it was like, that. that is, and I, this is a pretentious term I'm about to use that's popped into my head. I'm going to fucking use it. That, my friends, is
1: the fountainhead. Yes. First time you've used that on this podcast. Yeah, don't, know if, we don't know
0: if I'm going to use it again, but I've put it out there.
1: It's going to be sparingly used, if, if so. I mean, we weren't sure about Cunilingus oh. recently and the, the previous use of that, but I can definitely tell you, you've never used Fountainhead before.
0: Listen, as podcasters, you have to be prepared to constantly innovate and experiment. You have to. Mm. And that's why regular listeners would have noticed that recently I've been trying to introduce new <laughs> words to the podcast. <laughs> Like Lingus and Fountainhead. <laughs> fountainhead could sound like a sexual act as well. Low, I was gonna say it?
1: they're possibly not that far apart, are they? No. But uh who knows. Um but yeah, that first ever issue loaded. I remember I was gonna meet my me mate Paul for a lunchtime pint in the Ivy House pub in Sunderland. Lovely. And I called into the news agency as I got off the bus into the town. Got any in, good magazines, went, love? Any good new magazines launched today? <laughs> and there it was, there it was, loaded. Issue one, I think it was probably a quid, you know, the launch issue, knockdown price. And it had Gary Oldman on the front cover. The sexy woman in it was Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah. Um But that everyone was the only one, I think.
0: Everyone remembers those pictures. Yeah. Because she those were old pictures that he'd taken of her when he was on the way when she was on the way up. And so yeah. they were extremely explicit and mm. the most memorable They're things very sexy. about Well, the most memorable things was pube stubble. Now that again is a term that I don't think I've used before. I don't
1: think you've used you might have done once or twice, I think. But um
0: Uh, jury's out on that one but you don't see that much anymore you don't hear the term you don't see it visually because things have moved i mean we've talked a huge amount about private shaving on this podcast we won't go back there. you don't see it but that that was what was visible in that photo
1: shoot yeah but i mean i'm looking at the cover it had a thing about the sampdoria squad had done a photo shoot their pre-season squad shoot and Uh, they were all in fighter pilot gear and in front of an aeroplane or something. You're
0: looking at it now, so I I can because uh, I remember it so vividly. Had a big impact on me. Yeah. Uh, it had Withnail, you terrible C- cult, written on the cover somewhere as well. I'm looking because it, at it now. It did I'm trying a, to find a, a, it. A, it did a deep dive into the cult states of Withnail and I, which obviously now everyone yeah. knows is well established yeah. as a cult. But again, when I saw it. I thought, you know, when you look at something, you think, oh, fuck, I didn't realise that loads of people were into Wibner. I thought that was a little thing that me and a couple of my yeah. mates had got into on video, you know. Yeah. And that's when a magazine is really rolling, when it sort of takes a gamble on something that could be niche. But it turns yeah. out there's hundreds of thousands of people who who are like, oh, I'm really into that as well.
1: Here's, here's what it's got on the front, right? It's got Gary Oldman with a fag in his mouth. It says, super lads, Gary Oldman, Paul Weller and Eric Cantona play to yeah. win.
0: And yeah, you're like, yeah, I'm buying with, that,
1: yeah. With nearly terrible cult. Uh, airstriker Sampdoria go to war. Sampdoria <laughs> squad <laughs> dressed up as fighter pilots. That's brilliant. Uh, room servicing. Why hotel sex is the best. What? Okay. Prepare to read that, yeah. Uh, ah! Skydiving for beginners. And then Beavis and Butthead. They suck, but they're cool. And that was it. First issue, 95 pence. What's not the
0: I mean, I saw it. I was... I remember... Again, I've got a vivid memory of it. But the thing is, I can't, can't stress it enough, we're sat here now. We probably even just know each other because of that magazine in, yeah. in some ways because we met through magazines, sort of, mm-hmm. and and we wouldn't have even probably been in to m- magazines. The magazines
1: that we sort of worked on wouldn't yeah. exist without wouldn't This wouldn't be happening without Lauded.
0: Exactly. And like, I remember I was sitting and I was reading, that I was waiting at a bus stop in Hammersmith, and I had a newspaper. It was probably The Independent because, obviously, I would have been 19. I was very sophisticated. I was sat there in my britches, top hat, and half-moon spectacles, right, <laughs> waiting for my bus. And I was like, well, why? What's this? Super lads. They ran one of those ads. I remember the ad where they just, they used to have a corner. I don't know if they still do it, where it was just the bottom left-hand corner of the back page of the newspaper where they had the sport. And I would buy yeah. a newspaper and obviously turn to the back page. Yeah. And so they, it was really clever advertising. They knew it'd be like, "That's quite good." People are reading the football, but in a broadsheet newspaper. So you know, mm. they're about to be quite intelligent, and um, and it and it just said, and it didn't have anything. It just said, "On sale now." There was no slogan because a good magazine cover is should serve as the ad in itself. You don't yeah, need, you don't, you shouldn't need to embellish it. And all it said was, "On sale now," and it didn't say anything else. And, of course, without the internet and stuff, there was no build-up, like, oh, there's a new magazine coming out soon. Yeah. You had no problem. I saw it, and it just said, Super Lads. And mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, because that's really on the nose. Now, you wouldn't put that on a cover. But back then, you'd be like, oh, yeah. Because magazines before that were all were all poncy, weren't they? They were all like, hey, buy this new £1,000 watch and all that sort yeah. of shit. I mean, and like,
1: even even FHM, which was around, it was all about high-end fashion. fashion and, and a scent. fashion magazine.
0: Yes, yeah, scent. What the new scent.
1: scent was that was available that month.
0: So you're like... I mean, you might read the NMA. I wasn't big into the music papers, but I read them occasionally. And then I just read anything I'd get my hands on that was about football. But I mm. had a lot of other interests. There was a huge gap because I did used to read The Face when I was younger, but I didn't really get it because it was too trendy for me when I was mm. a young man. But I kind of liked the idea of it, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: And then suddenly you see this, you think, fuck, yeah. And they've got soul sections on drugs and taking drugs, <laughs> right? It said drug news and I took it to the pub I went I bought it straight away and that night I took it to the pub which is a fucking yeah. weird thing to do right because I was trying and my mates they I couldn't get ing- in the end they all got into it but I remember that night and thinking fucking now what's the matter with him right because I'm going fucking look at this what we've got a magazine for I said fucking look at it <laughs> he's got a magazine okay, I a woman It's got a section that's just called drug news, right? (laughs) And you just read it and it just says funny things that have happened with people taking drugs, right? (laughs) I was like, this this magazine's fucking insane. It's fucking brilliant. It's a magazine we've all been waiting for. (laughs) Ah, (laughs) fucking hell. And they've got fucking the CDs being reviewed by a cuddly monkey. It was absolutely unreal. And um, yeah, so if you're a younger man who wasn't around at the time, fucking hell get on eBay you probably I mean the first one's probably quite expensive
1: 30 quid I've just looked
0: (laughs) I've got them in my um, mum's attic I think probably the first three years worth used to stack them and it it made a picture up the spine didn't it if you stacked them all together so in my mum's attic as long as Rod the osteopath stepfather figure has Mm. not fucking been up there and I don't know he goes up there and he meddles with our things (laughs) Right? put it
1: on eBay for 30 quid
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the camp, I bet he has.
1: Let's have a look. Hang on, hang on. Let's see what the name of the seller is. Yep, osteo rod. Yeah.
0: Ah, it. the bastard. <laughs> thirty quid. Oh nearest Offer. <laughs> yeah, it's made, to it's be so honest, offer.
1: yeah. You,
0: you're doing me a favour because it's only <laughs> taking up space in the loft anyway. <laughs> but yeah,
1: I sat, I sat in that pub waiting for me mate to turn up, flicking through it and thinking, fucking hell, this is for me. They've, someone's done a magazine for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. I that's believe That's 100% it. what I felt. That is yeah. exactly how I felt. You're sat up there in Sunderland. I'm sat down in Hammersmith. We're both unknowingly at the time thinking it's that same thing. And yeah. it was that moment that 30 years later would lead <laughs> to the launch of the world's favourite satirical <laughs> podcast. <laughs>
1: Time machine. The launch of the world's favourite fortnightly Premier League review podcast. <laughs> Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering.
0: For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tics.
1: Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron Jalapeño. Since 2013
0: Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness.
1: Jalapeño.
0: And also, I like the fact that they just wrote articles about like articles before that. There were always like magazines, those sort of star magazines would try to pick up on a trend. and it must have been, I mean I can't imagine how annoying it was if you were reading it somewhere other mm. than London, because it was even annoying if you lived in London, but not in a certain part of London, right? Mm. because they'd, they'd pick up on scenes, they'd go, "Oh, here's two thousand words on a little scene that's kicking off. In in the West End nightclub jazz scene at the moment, right? And it and it's for people wearing fucking shoes that are made out of feathers, right? And you'd be like, what the fuck? Whereas in Loaded, the articles were, we went to and they'd say something mad like, we went to Scotland and got pissed and then went canoeing.
1: Here's yeah. what happened, right?
0: Yeah, and that was it. It was yeah. basically, and they'd always call it capers. They go, we've been yeah. on a caper. And they'd all go together and just write about it. And me and my mates started calling everything. We suddenly elevated what we thought were quite boring and humdrum existences without changing much about them. In our minds, our existences were elevated to quite glamorous because we weren't doing anything different. We were just going around and getting pissed and doing silly things. But because they were writing about it in such an entertaining and funny way, you kind of felt... Oh this lifestyle we're living before it made you feel like you were on the outside of of uh, of a good lifestyle looking in Suddenly mm-hmm. it felt that you were in it and it was i mean not to get too, you know cultural essayist bullshit but it was linked in with things like brick pop because you know oasis were like walking around in just fucking jeans and shitty anoraks mm-hmm. do you know what i mean and yeah. and so again everything was like felt a bit more accessible because you thought here's a band who with the biggest band in the world and they just look a bit like me and my mates, just wearing scruffy trainers and anoraks, and the magazine that's the best magazine in the world is just saying they're not telling you that your lifestyle should be like James Bond, which is what yeah. G- GQ told you or the Face told you it should be like fucking Jean Paul Gaultier. Or whatever. It, it was telling you that your that a good lifestyle was to just hang around with your mates, getting pissed and acting like having a having a laugh. Yeah, you a laugh. are the
1: heroes. Yeah, and okay,
0: is that it? You are the heroes. Like go into different places and having a laugh. So get, go, get a cheap flight, go to another country and have a laugh with your mates. And so you'd do it and you'd think, oh, we're really living the life. Whereas the year before Loaded came out, I remember doing the same things and thinking, fucking hell, when's my life going to get interesting? This is a right load of boring <laughs> bollocks.
1: <laughs> I'm just looking at some of the early covers that I've just done a Google Image Search. Gary Oldman, Kathy Burke, Noel Gallagher, Sean Ryder. So it wasn't women on the cover very much at all at first. Oliver Reed, uh, Jimmy yeah. White,
0: the, uh, Kevin, the, Kevin the, Keegan. The, the female cover they had quite early doors. I think it was issue two or three. Was to kick off the Premier League season, and they right. had they had a bunch of women models mm-hmm. all dressed in Premier League football kits, yeah. and they were all shaped They were all letting champagne bottles up on the front right cover, and it just said something like the Premier League season starts here. And well, even yeah, that, yeah. yeah, it was women, at it. but it was so funny.
1: I'm looking at it. It must have been about 95, I reckon. And you've got um one of the women's wearing a Manchester United away kit and the other kit being worn. Leeds. Well, of course, that's Leeds United. Well, yeah. I
0: remember thinking at the time, bit weird that they've got Leeds on there. I mean, Leeds obviously were a Premier League outfit at yeah. the time, but they weren't necessarily... At their the fucking peak of their powers, I mean Newcastle oh. would have been the glamour club at the time, aside Man United. And I thought that's mm-hmm. a bit weird. And it was only like obviously at the time I didn't know James or any of those people. I got I worked with many of them subsequently, but I was still a kid. I hadn't even started university. And then obviously I, in due course, found out that the editor and the deputy editor were both massive Leeds fans, yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's why I had a disproportionate amount of Leeds coverage in there.
1: That's that's September '94. And it's got also on the front cover. It's got um, also featured: in, Lorded's American Road Trip, yeah, you brilliant. Go. Uh, Blur, uh, mm. Pamela Anderson, Dennis Hopper on Speed, uh, the Crisps World Cup.
0: Yeah, I love those. Those were. I mean, Crisps World Cup. Then, then that's when you're like, "We are the heroes." Is exactly the right way of phrasing it. It's sort of like this is the shit that you sat around wasting time doing mm-hmm. throughout adolescence. What's the
1: best Crisps Crisps yeah.
0: World Cup? And they have fucking elevated it. And in a way, they put their arm around all of us and gone, do you know what, lads? It's fine. <laughs> Fuck those trendy cunts at the Stazzy nightclubs that you can't get into. Yeah. We're the ones having the proper good time. Do you know Yeah, that?
1: we're getting pissed at talking about crisps, yeah. Yeah. But that was it. Going to the pub and just sitting in the pub for hours on end talking shit. Talking shit, That was, that was, shit, that was what yeah. it was. And they, ele- it got- they
0: elevated it. But it was, it was partly due to power like Michael Holden who you'll know, yeah. who became a good mate. He's a fucking, a, he wrote half the mag most months. I think it was because mm. he was marginally more sane and professional than a lot of them because it was a genuine fucking, like, animal house. Um yeah. Proper, like, smoking crack other, in the bogs and everything.
1: Other uh, stuff in that issue. Hang on. Uh, fat lad hang gliding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Newcastle's big market. Can't go wrong there. Yeah. Uh, Sid James, Sarah Cracknell. Um, Bernard Manning Damon Hill and Serial Killers mate there you go.
0: That, that, that reads when you write our pithy little episode descriptions for Top Flight Time Machine <laughs> now in the year 2020 <laughs> what you just read out there could easily be a episode description <laughs> of, yeah. of a random episode Top Flight Time Machine which just goes to show I mean some of those cultural references were pretty old and dusty back then in the mid 90s and we're still making them now in 2020
1: yeah <laughs> When James's book comes out, eventually,
0: we'll we've will to, to make get him, him on. a hu- human of honour.
1: We'll do. We'll. It'll have to be six parts at least, because you know he'll talk. Oh, he'll talk, it, all right. We'll, yeah. we'll do that. We'll do that with him. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, correct.
0: actually, here's a good recommendation. Talking about all this stuff, if you want to hear James touching upon those days and the circumstances surrounding the magazine and some of the funny stories, his book will come out hopefully next year. But if you go and listen to his episode of Life Goals with Theo Delaney my brother's podcast on which both of us have been guests James about I don't know beginning of this year I think it was he did an episode and it is at times fucking laugh out loud funny and obviously the best bits because he talks through his life and there's lots of different areas he was at the NME and then afterwards he was at GQ and Jack and all that but the bit that Low did is the bit where I laughed. I really laughed out loud listening to it. So, yeah, Life Goals, great podcast anyway, but go on there and listen to James's episode, James Brown's and episode.
1: also get a copy of his, his first book, which is called Above about Head, Head Height, height. Yeah. about five-a-side football. That's a fucking great book. Yeah. So, yeah, get that as well.
0: Oh, um, he's, a, he's a good lad. He's a, he's a good lad. He's done James. a lot. Yeah, he's done a lot for the world. Yeah. He
1: is, yeah. Yeah, of course. Mm. Um, Love him a bit. Um, that's, that's kind of yeah that's it that's our that's bit unloaded it. that's our bit unloaded yeah, let's, I mean, do, let's do let's do the football prediction shall we okay. yeah. before we go any further uh, there was nothing happened in that match the other night Brighton-West Brom I think it was nobody got any points for that either so it was three points for you last week zero points did, for me did, and the robot didn't,
0: didn't even know it existed I mean it's the sort of thing that's best <laughs> just ignored Brighton versus West Brom isn't it yeah
1: uh, I certainly, going to go and pay forty ninety five for it. All right, we've got this week. We've got Wolves versus Crystal Palace. Um, I'll have a first crack at that for a change. Wolves Crystal Palace. I think it's going to be uh, 2-0 to Wolves.
0: I'll go two one Wolves.
1: Two one
0: Wolves. Palace are a club that are really starting to annoy me. Their presence in the Premier League because Is you know what. Well, fuck it, Roy Hodgson, you know, nice guy, I have not got any problem with him personally, but the way his teams play are in this sort of almost military kind Mm. of drilled way, and they are the classic hard-to-beat team that aren't aren't really very exciting to watch, and they just sort of nullify games. And when you hear a fixture with Crystal Palace, to be fair to Crystal Palace... Yeah, it's good club and all of that. I'm not, not dissing them. I'm just saying as a team at the moment, you, you hear it and you think, Ugh. You, you, can, you can never predict a definite they will lose because you yeah. think this is, Roy Hodgson will plays attritional football that will stop well, the other team.
1: I I mean, you know, when Sunderland had 10 years in the in the Premier League and then a few relegation battles at the end of that before we finally went down, I'd have loved to have been Crystal Palace. Yeah, I'd yeah, have loved yeah. to have played organised attritional football, but with Wolf Sahar?
0: To yeah,
1: look at. fucking mm. uh, that would do for me. But
0: uh, yeah, I mean, listen, you know, Palace fans, I like pa- you know, well, I haven't got a problem with Palace per se, and I and I and I like Roy Hodgson, but I just, I don't know, my heart sinks when I, and I'm sure being a Palace fan is absolutely great fun, but my heart sinks as a neutral when I think about having to encounter a Crystal Palace mm. game. Makes me feel sad, maybe not sad, but just a bit like you know. Yeah. Bit, bit bit flat, mate. Bit flat yeah. when I think about okay. Crystal Palace. Which oh, is well. funny because as a name of a club, it is arguably the sexiest name it's for a club in the whole it? of
1: football. Well, I mean it's like the Crystal little village that I grew up in. The little village I grew up in, Shiny Raw. Sounds gorgeous, doesn't it? Fuck. The reality. Well, has that
0: got a football team? Has that got a village football nah.
1: team? nah it's probably got a pub football team. Shiny, nah. row. Shiny Row. Shiny Raw. That's, That's a, great. Oh.
0: Give us your well, best football club names. If we haven't heard of them as well, it's even better. Or if we have heard of them, I mean, in a way, Arsenal's a pretty good name for a football club, isn't it? I guess Walls so. Walls is probably the best, but it doesn't quite qualify because it's an abbreviation. It's just
1: a nickname, like, but, uh, like Hot Body. But Crystal,
0: yeah, you you could imagine if Sunderland's new nickname because Sunderland have changed their nickname before, I which did. I don't agree with, but fine. Right. If they change it again, which they might do, they're obviously mm. up for that. So they're obviously promiscuous when it comes to nicknames. Nickname, nickname slags. They're nickname slags. And if I remember rightly, when you did move out of Roker Park and had to change your nickname, which I don't think you had to, I think you could still call yourself the Rokerites even though you didn't play there. Right? But
1: yeah,
0: wasn't there a vote for what the new nickname should be?
1: I think there was. Yeah, I think there okay. was. I vag- vaguely remember that. Yeah.
0: So but they the do Black the-
1: Cats have been hanging around as a nickname, sort of a sub-nickname, sub-nickname, before then.
0: Mm. You know, oh, okay. it wasn't
1: brand new. Um,
0: give them that. I think that if they do it again, you should nominate Hot Body.
1: The Hot Bodies.
0: The <laughs> Hot Body. You just imagine, like, John Motson or whoever <laughs> going, and here we are at the stadium of light where the Hot Bodies take taking on West Bromwich Albion,
1: <laughs> and then you've got, oh, and then you've got what would the, what form would the mascot take? Would it be like a, a chippendale deal type fucking yeah. rup, r- latex figure? Yeah. I don't know. It, it'd be, a, it'd be
0: a, um, wearing a muscle suit, right? Yeah. Re- really massive though, like seven foot tall muscle Dolph man. Don Lundgren, long block, <laughs> long sort of golden hair right down to his shoulders, and he's wearing like a jock strap. And, and the only other thing on his body is a bow tie.
1: Of course, the bow tie, yeah. yeah. Se- <laughs> sexiest
0: bodies. Sexiest thing a man can wear.
1: And his name is, is just simply Hot Body.
0: Hot Body. And here he is, kids. Welcome <laughs> onto the pitch. Hot Body. Yeah, Hot Body, look Hot Body. The, look at that bulge in his underpants. <laughs> it's Hot Body. Whoa, I need would have a song. Looking for some hot uh, baby tonight, like something like that. And <laughs> yeah. he came. He'd come on. He'd do a little dance, and then he'd do a sort of a fun penalty shootout with the kids. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe you and your Oliver again could do a um, one of those things, like you know when you did a, a horrific the pitch, a horrific yeah. four-footed tackle on your own yeah. son. You could yeah. reenact that, but with hot, hot body. You could do
1: hot body. Be doing press ups at the side of the pitch. Oh we do <laughs> one, that? One-armed press ups. <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
0: i mean, got to always keep my body ha. And, that, uh, and just remember kids that takes work
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's Wolves Palace yeah uh, onwards Aston Villa versus Southampton you can go first
0: 2-0 uh, Villa
1: 2-0 to Villa um, I think 2-2
0: 2-2 okay interesting Liverpool so-
1: versus West Ham Sam
0: uh, are you going to Liverpool, say
1: something there about Villa?
0: Just say Southampton are a decent outfit. It's the most dreary yeah. thing I've said all day, but here they okay. are.
1: Um,
0: Liverpool, nil. West Ham, one. <laughs>
1: okay. Um, oh, lost me screen. Um, Liverpool, West Ham, I'm going to go for... It's just going to be two in Liverpool. Simple as that. Uh, Gillingham versus Sunderland. Is it me go first? It is. Yeah. Uh, Gillingham Sunderland, one-one.
0: I'm one. going to say one-one as well. Okay. Already had that in my we've head. Gone,
1: we've gone massively tits up over the last week, so I'm expecting that to continue. Um, Millwall Huddersfield,
0: nil-nil. Uh, God.
1: A no-score uh, draw. Two-one Huddersfield. I don't know what feel are doing in the league or anything like that. Nah. That's about it. Sam, got anything else you want to
0: mention? Yeah, yeah, just this someone tweeted us a um something from uh Mark Manning tweeted us a story from The Guardian. Um the opening paragraph is this. In fact it was it was a retweet from the writer Hannah Jane Parkinson. You know her? She's like a, I, a, a, her. I think yeah. I mean, she's Liver Liverpudlian writer for The Guardian. And she's tweeted this and Mark Mark Manning sent to us this it's hands down, the most horrifying paragraph I've ever read. Right, and so you mm-hmm. go, "Oh, this could be interesting." Underneath, this is what it says: A New York City man has fallen through a sinkhole in a sidewalk, landing directly onto a pack of rats, leaving him <laughs> unable to leaving him unable to scream for help out of a fear that they might crawl into his mouth. Local media have reported. <laughs> how how how, tell- how do how do they know? How do they know that he is too scared to scream because he's worried that rats are going to go in his mouth? Mm. How do they know he's there if he didn't scream? Mm. And if he and if his reason for not screaming is because he doesn't want to open his mouth? How has he told them that? Oh, sorry, I can't. Why didn't you scream? Sorry, I can't scream. Why not? I'm worried that if I open my mouth, the rats will climb in. Oh, but fuck. They're going to Uh, do it now. You're opening it it now to talk. Oh, Jesus Christ. I think some of the baby ones scuttled in. Oh, I can't tell. There's Uh, something in my mouth. You know what this is? You know what What? this
1: smacks off to me? What? Sex thing. He set this up himself. It's his fetish.
0: Sinkhole my ass. Yeah. Sinkhole (laughs) rat fetish.
1: That's what he's got.
0: He's going out Digging. At night, and created his own fucking sinkhole so he can walk along the street the other day and fake an accident.
1: Oh, oh no, I've fallen into a bed of rats and now they're all climbing inside of my mouth. He gets off on three things falling down a hole, the rats, and the rescue attempt. The
0: filthy cunt. That's what it is. That's Trump's America, mate.
1: That's what it is. It could all change Mm. next week. Uh, but before then, we've got the Style Council documentary on Sky Arts tomorrow night. Everyone's got to watch that.
0: Yeah, members are tune in for that.
1: There's no episode of The Wall this week, you said, for some no, reason. No,
0: but hopefully Style Council will make up for that.
1: Uh, and there's also a brand new Style Council compilation CD come out today, a double CD or triple vinyl, if that's what you're going to do. Really? And it's, uh, but it's not just the singles, it's got B-sides, album tracks, the lot partially compiled oh. by Paul Weller, apparently. So
0: Partially compiled. Yeah, I'll tell you what I'll do, right? I'm, I'm a <laughs> bit busy, but I'll compile. I'll think them four songs, and, that, <laughs> and then I get one of the others to do the rest.
1: I'll compile if, every other track on it. Fact, and you fill I, in the gaps.
0: I'll do it now. I'll just tell you, right? Speak like a child. Money go round. Paris match and mixed blessings. Anyway, bye. I'll send an invoice.
1: <laughs> oh, I God. don't want people to think I'm too keen on it.
0: Because <laughs> I like looking forward. Yeah. Don't tell anyone I, d- I partially compiled it. Don't tell anyone I'm
1: excited about it. <laughs> but yeah, he's in the documentary and everything, so it should be good. Oh, I um, can't wait. Yeah. All right, that's it from us. We'll be back. Uh, oh, we've got a top flight tune machine coming out on Sunday, haven't we?
0: Yeah, we got and a it's... lovely chart that features mm-hmm. Kylie and others, mm-hmm. so tune in for that.
1: February 1988.
0: And don't um, forget, our Kylie content strong? We once released a bonus episode simply based on us talking about Kylie in the summer of 2019, which is one of the only things we've done, the only times we've done something like that.
1: It takes something special, is not it? Mm. All right, take your phone tickets.
0: See you.